0: hello everybody it's gary stuckey with real music on today's show i've got michael sweet yes here for a third time talking about guess what striper working on their brand new album uh, michael's been going solo doing some shows uh, he's taking a break for thanksgiving he's going to be doing another show on friday uh, but he's got other projects going on just did an album with uh, Alessandro Del Vecchio called Soul Driver. Yeah, and uh, got another album with Tracy Guns called Sun Bomb. Just uh, finished that. And uh, some other cool things uh, that's coming up in the future. We talk about that and a lot of other things, including the surgery he's having coming up uh, in December. Yeah. And, uh, so here we go. Here's Michael Sweet. Yeah, so I, I know it's a busy time of year. I, I, you got some big Thanksgiving things going on pretty soon. Uh, not really. I just got
1: back. That's why I'm I'm looking tired these days. I just got back from a run. I was gone for six days, and I literally got home uh, late in the evening. And I'm uh, I'm feeling it today. I'm tired today. Yeah. And then tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Uh, Lisa, my wife, is running out to get some things. We're just going to have a very low key Thanksgiving here at the house, a few family members over, nothing major. And then I've got a show, I've got a show to do on Friday, at the Spire Center in Plymouth, Mass. Awesome. Um so it's a little hectic, you know, to have a show right around the holidays. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, I got to start uh, working, really dive in deep to the new stripe album.
0: Between right. then and my
1: surgery, and and then after uh, my surgery, I'll heal up and we start recording.
0: It should be cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, well, how's the solo uh, shows been going? Is that that's a lot of fun? I'll
1: tell you, man, it, it's really different. Um, as much as I love going out uh, on a big stage with amplifiers and and the volume and the energy that comes from that. I love absolutely love doing acoustic solo shows. Yeah, it's a a completely different. It's hard to compare it to a striper show because it's completely different, right? Uh, You know, it's me walking out with an acoustic guitar, and literally you can hear a pin drop, and every, every little mistake I make or crack in my voice or what have you is is audible. There's nothing to hide behind with striper. You make a mistake or your voice cracks you've got a bunch of bunch of noise going on behind you that you can kind of hide behind with with the acoustic solo thing you can't do any of that so makes it a little bit more nerve rocking at times but i enjoy the simplicity of it and i enjoy how you know it's it's very personable yeah. more of a one on one like everyone's in your living room hanging out with you versus this loud crazy uh rock and roll show so it's very cool i love it
0: awesome um. Well, tell me about the uh, the Soul Driver album and making that. I've been listening to that, you know, and I was thinking, I think it, what was the song? Uh, one of the songs reminded me of uh, Foreigner. It had like this Foreigner kind of vibe. It, it kind of like head games or something. Is that what y'all were going for with that kind of yeah. 80s <laughs>
1: that might've been spinning wheel. I don't
0: know. I think that's it. Yeah. I
1: I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but yeah. I mean, I told Alessandro I wanted to do things different. I I respect and love and admire Alessandro. And I said, Hey man, let's do an album together. And he uh, was very excited about that possibility as, you know, as was I. And um, the thing I said to him, I said, let's do things a little different. I said, uh, I don't want to write the music. You write the music. Because usually I'll write the music. And in these side projects lately, I'll write the music or contribute to the music. And then someone else will write the lyric. Uh, and This time around, I said, why don't I write the lyrics and the melodies and you write the music? And, and that's what we went for. And I said, I kind of would love to do like an AOR journey meets foreigner meets Toto meets you name it. You know, any any right. band from that era, that's what we were going for without you know, um, without stealing, you know. Right. Um so it was in, it, important to not go down that road. But uh yeah, and he did a killer job on the music. Then I wrote I wrote the melodies, recorded the vocals, and I love the vibe of that album. It's very different. Um from anything I've been doing over the past 10 years, everything's been more metal, hard rock. That's more of an AOR, a little more laid back.
0: Right. But your voice is unmistakable. You know what I mean? And, uh, and and that's a good thing. You know, uh, your voice, though, I mean, you got some camps, I think, that say, man, he's one of the greatest singers ever. And another camp says he's one of the greatest guitar players ever. What would you think you'd do better? vocally you, you, are you a better singer or you a better guitar player what do you think
1: well there's there's uh, two other camps too man that say man he's one he's one of the worst singers ever <laughs> and <laughs> maybe he's one of the worst guitar players ever you know it's really interesting with uh with me i find at least what i see online uh in talking to people and reading people's comments you know there yeah. It's a love-hate relationship with Michael Sweet. There's, there's there doesn't seem to be a lot of middle ground people, yeah. people that you know are on you know on the fence and they they like it or they don't and there's either they love it or they hate it right. and um, it, I could spend my life trying to figure that one out. Uh, but you know it's really weird because I'm a, I'm an artist first and foremost and I work really hard on everything I do. And when you put that much effort and time into something and then someone just sloughs it off and says ah it sucks it's kind of it's a it's a big pill to swallow sometimes uh, it's easier said than done to just let right. it roll off but you kind of have to you got to have thick skin because you are going to have your haters out there um i'm a singer i i i was a guitar player first yeah so i started playing guitar when i was five My parents got me an acoustic and uh, Boston was the first album I ever owned, really influenced me on guitar and guitar tone. It it put me on that pursuit of trying to uh, be a better player and a better producer and writer. Uh, And, and, you know, I'm, I'm a guitar player, man. I'm not sure why um, that gets overlooked sometimes. People, you know, often I hear the comments all the time, like, you know, Oz Oz in a, in a review Oz killed it on this album you know and uh no mention of me sometimes in terms of guitar and that's okay I, I understand it's just maybe those people just truly don't know uh but it's just that's very odd because I'm playing guitar live and in, in almost every I, I think every video yeah. so I don't know it's really hard to figure that one out uh but I am a guitar player first uh love me or hate me as a guitar player i i I do have a a style of my own and and a tone of my own and you know i'm not a shredder i never have been i've never aspired to be uh i i like those i like uh guitars for lover boy and uh yeah i like neil sean when he slows down much more
0: it's good you know I, i like
1: those guys that hang on notes and make their guitar singing. I'm more of that kind of a guitar player. I'm not a, not a shredder, uh, but you know, I hope people enjoy my solos and enjoy what I do. And sure. then as a singer, I do my own thing. You know, I have my own my own style, my own tone. I think when people hear me again, love it or hate it, they know they know who it is. And
0: um, you know, I don't know, man. Well, you, you're talking about Neil Sean, you know, and I'm thinking of Dean Casanova. You know, singing and playing drums. Now that's a lot of people can't do that. Now that's I put you in that category. Now with singing up here, I mean, doing an awesome job, but having that vocal range and playing guitar like that. It, you know, it's not like you're singing like that and you're playing little dinky guitar. You know, you're you're wailing on a guitar and singing like that. Dean is pounding those drums and singing like that. That you're in a different class. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. And I hope people do appreciate that fact ones that don't know that that's you playing guitar and singing are missing out <laughs> they well, don't understand. that's very
1: kind of you man that's very kind of you and i'm glad i'm glad you uh you see it and and, and you get it um you know i mean i just i just do what i do i i don't um i don't force anything i mean i i i was practically born with a guitar in my hand and grew up in a musical family and playing guitar and singing is second nature to me. I mean, it, it feels really odd when I don't have a guitar on, when I have to go out and just sing. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do with myself. It's, it's strange. Now in the old days, I knew more of what to do with myself. You see me running all over the, uh, all over the stage. Right. Nowadays, when I, when I put my guitar down, it's, it's, it's just bizarre. So right. weird. Um, But man, I, Thank you so much for, for mentioning me in the same breath as as Dean Castronovo. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. He is a whole, he's next level, you know, in terms of his drumming abilities. And then you add his vocal abilities and you combine the two and it's like next level. Uh, there aren't really many people on the planet like Dean. No. I don't really know if there's any people like like Dean at, in terms of that talent. Um, but yeah i mean gosh again thank you thank you for, for yep. noticing um i love playing i love singing and it feels good to be able to do both
0: and and i'm very blessed to be able to do that that's great um you were talking about not being able to play and i know a lot of the projects that you do you're not playing guitar you're just singing on some of these albums you know you're just so that's so how do you approach that project because sometimes and i know and, and the guitar players you play with are great guitarists themselves right so but as a guitar player do you sit back kind of anxious going i want (laughs) to grab a guitar give me a guitar (laughs) i do i do sometimes and and
1: and, you know i haven't really experienced that live yet because none of these projects have toured yeah uh obviously with a guy like george lynch that's that just is going to make perfect sense for me to just hold the microphone george is legendary and one of my favorite guitar players of all time from from the 80s um so yeah and then you got guys like joel holkstra you know what do you do with joel joel does it all and he he plays all styles perfectly and and has a great feel one of my all-time favorite players too uh but again i just be myself and that's when i when i played the solos on the first iconic album that's what i was thinking i was just thinking just just be yourself don't try to outdo anyone. Don't try to to be uh, bigger than or better than what you are. Just just be you, and that's what I did, and it worked. It, right. It's to work. Um, I uh, you know, guitar players. Alessandro played guitar on this new album, Soul Driver, because I want. I didn't want to play guitar. I wanted. It, I, what happens with me is when I play guitar, there's an instant identifiable sound. And and a lot of times, a striper sound. Yeah. People hear my guitar come in. It's like, that sounds like striper. But wait, that's not striper. So I wanted to get away from that with the Soul Driver stuff. I didn't want to have any of that tone or style. So Ali handled the guitars, and he did a fantastic
0: job. Yes, he did. Uh, and when you're going from each project, you know, and, and you said, like you said, most of them are kind of metal. How far away from a metal sound would you go? I mean, would you ever do more of a, a folksy kind of a thing or country type thing? Oh, or sure. sure. I've dabbled
1: that- with a couple of country esque style songs, coming home on one of my solo albums, um, Steel Guitar, kind of had that country vibe. I've got an album coming out, an inspirational album. Uh, I think the working title is called The Master Plan. Oh, and sorry. that's been done for a while. Uh, A guy by the name of Jeff Savage, super talented, keyboard uh, player, producer, writer, worked with DC Talk, a a bunch of people. And um, he's phenomenal. So we did that album together, and that's going to be coming out probably early. We have a date set for early 2025, I believe. And that album is totally different than anything you've ever heard from me. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And, and, in a really cool way, though, not metal at all, not hard rock, not AOR, very different.
0: And uh, I can't wait for people to hear that one. And and that's what you're loving, right? You're loving going from this project and going. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. like you said. You don't want it to sound the same. You want to offer something different to to every project. But and that's really cool. Um, but I was thinking about you know when you're working with like with Tracy Guns, you know I know his personality his beliefs are different and everything. How do you work with somebody believing believe in this way and you're believing this way? And it's, and you know, and I know people are talking about this and maybe sometimes the conversation, maybe you're sitting around not playing and you're having a conversation. How do you, how do you do that? How do you kind of work with that? Knowing some of the things, you know, cause I don't know, sometimes I like to keep talking about certain things and I, you know, and it kind of, turns into a conversation and maybe it's uncomfortable, but how does sure. that? Well, you know, I've said this before. I just said it recently in a
1: post. It comes down to respect. And, um, you know, I make mistakes. I blow it. I say things that might come across as disrespectful. So I'm not perfect. and I'm not saying I am, but it comes down to respect. You know, you either respect people or you don't. I see a lot of disrespect from all sides. I see disrespect towards Christians. I see Christians disrespect non-believers. I see re- Republicans disrespect Democrats. Democrats disrespect Republicans. Yeah. I- I'm a Republican. I voted for Trump, and uh, first time around. I don't know who I'm voting for this time around. But you know, when I say publicly, if someone asked me who'd you vote for, I'm not going to sit there and fidget.
0: Yeah. And lie.
1: I'm, I'm not a believer in you can't mix politics with music. That's just stupid. Yeah. It, it, it's part of your life. Right. Uh, it, you know, talk about that. And, uh, it, you know, be open about it. But wh- why, what are you so afraid of? And I said, yeah, I voted for Trump. And boy, I took a I took a beating for that right. uh, from some of my friends. Some of my friends were like, oh, what a, what a moron. He's, he's a, he's a Trump tard or, or whatever, yeah. whatever these, you know, disrespectful words are that you can, you can use that you've heard. It, it's, that's mind blowing to me, man. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, that, that That's why we have so many issues in our world. Everyone talks about peace and a better world and, you know, being politically correct and being respectful of everybody, but yet people are more disrespectful now than they've ever been.
0: Yeah. No, it's crazy. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I um I see that happening a lot and I, what I've noticed about you especially, you know, you have different magazines uh that cover interviews like this. They've done it several times for me too. But uh they will take what you say and kind of twist it a little bit or they will <laughs> uh they will pick on the Christian guy. You you're the token Christian rock guy that they love to pick on. Why is there a target on you for that you think
1: uh i mean honestly because of my faith mostly because i i take a bold stand for christ and that's a that's an easy target that's something that's funny something that's easily mocked right oh my god what a whack job he believes in a genie in the sky what a kook Oh my right. God, you know, F this guy, they right. suck. And then right. it leads to that, like we've got golden platinum albums on the wall, but we suck because we stand for Christ. And it's like, it's just so hypocritical and such a joke. And But that's the world we live in. It This is the way it's always been yeah, from the very beginning. And it's the way it still is. So all you can do is try to change it. You know, try to be a light in the dark and it, it try to inspire people and encourage people and always take the high road instead of the low road. And I, I fail at that. Yeah, I totally fail at that because it gets I, under my skin and I, I'll react the wrong way or say the wrong thing. But, man, I really try not to. I try hard to be a good guy and, and to spread love and light instead of negativity and
0: despair. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm working on it. I'm trying. <laughs> Me too. Hey, but you know what? I think that's the point. I think it's kind of like you're in the spotlight. They want you to fail. They want you to say something against what you believe, so they'll go, "Aha! Look at you!" But they yep. can do what they want to all day Absolutely. long, right? Well, they're fine.
1: Very funny you say that because you're dead on the money, right? And again, that's there's there's a few words that apply to that. Hypocrisy is one. Uh Insecure is another. Yeah, it is. Uh, two-faced is another a thought that comes to mind. There's a lot of two-faced people out there. I know. You know, they say one thing and they do another, or they, you know, do one thing and they say another. And, man, I don't want to be like that. I am sometimes. We all are. You know, you, you do something different in public than you do in private. We all We all do that. We've all done yeah. that. I'm not talking about that so much as I am just having a backbone, taking a stand for something and, and not wavering from it, yeah. you know? And, and then 10 years later, when you're asked, did you say that? Or did you do that? Instead of saying, Oh no, I didn't do that. Or say that you say, yes, I did. Sure. And stand, be a man or a woman of your word and, and stand by your convictions. And I don't know, I try to do that. Uh, I really do. And that's what Striper's all about. That's what Michael sweet's all about. And, you know, uh, hopefully it's had a positive impact on some people.
0: I know it has. I know it has for me, you know, and I always want to talk to you about now. I know you've had eye surgery You've had issues with your eyes and you've had a uh, thyroid cancer, right? Now I had thyroid cancer. Uh, when I was 23 years old, I got healed in a church. Oh, so, wow. So I can relate. So I just, I want to tell you that first of all, wow. so I wouldn't be doing this right here, but, uh, So that's what i wanted to tell you you know people don't understand that what you're going through is a testimony and the fact that you're singing so they make fun of you all you want to but you're smiling because you're on the winning side but you know when you're going through all that stuff though it's on you know your, your thyroid's right there in your vocal cords it's like somebody don't like your singing and it ain't the the bad guy down the road it's it's Some guy, you know, that they say has horns, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm I'm just saying, but it's just, it's there's something fighting against what you're doing. It's It means you need to keep doing it. (laughs) No question. And I will. I will keep doing it. And,
1: you know, you're right. Yeah, it's right there on the vocal cords. As a matter of fact, that's the highest risk with this particular surgery is damage to the vocal nerve. Uh, So, you know, I'm a singer. So I'm going into the surgery with a high risk of vocal nerve damage, which could alter my voice for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I am in the best hands uh, mass ioneer. I've found a specialist who specializes in singers and professionals and not damaging the nerve. Uh, The risk is much lower with, with this particular doctor because he uses this monitoring system to bring that risk way down from, you know, 25 or 6% down to 1%. So I feel that I'm in good hands. Uh, they're going to remove half of my thyroid and leave the other half because this side has not grown large enough to biopsy. This did, and it wound up being cancer. Uh, and um, they're going to remove that side. It's a slow growing cancer, so I'm 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 at a good stage right now. So it should it should be okay, you know. Um, We'll see how that goes. I got to sleep sitting up for a while and get through whatever pain there is to endure and take some Tylenols and call them in the morning. You know, that old thing.
0: Sure, sure. And
1: I'm hoping that my voice is better
0: when it's over and done with. Yeah, I believe it will be. Um, we're talking about that, you know, a little off the subject. But when they were doing the bumps, I know for me, they stuck my neck like a bunch of times to try to get that. That was the worst, man. Oh, yeah. and people, and, uh, people that I, don't know. Oh,
1: I had that done. And, uh, oh. you know, he said, ah, you, you, you'll you be fine. You'd be able to go right back to work uh, that day. You should be fine. But I'll tell you, it, uh-uh. maybe I had a reaction or something, but my neck was so sore for a good week plus, And I couldn't sing for a couple of weeks because it, it kind of swelled up in there and, yeah. I I guess was pressing against my vocal folds and whatnot. Uh, So he says the surgery, there's very little blood. He'll put a bandaid on me two Tylenol. I head home, man. I hope he's right. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I won't feel much of anything, but you know, regardless, I got to take care of it. My eyes doing good. I can see out of it kind of, and I'll take it. It's better than being blind.
0: Yes, this is true. Um, Now, when you're going through different things, Especially like what we just talked about, like as far as songwriting, that has to make you go deeper in yourself and just, you know, spiritually and writing. So is that going to reflect? Is that going to be a reflection of this new album? Is that going to be some of that there, too? I mean,
1: well, I mean, good, good uh, thought. Good question. I'm going to start writing. I was going to start about a week ago, but I was just so busy uh, doing this uh, little acoustic run. And then now we have Thanksgiving and the Christmas show. So I'm going to take the weekend off. And next Monday, I'm going to start writing the Striper album. I'm going to write a song every day and uh, work on them and tweak them as much as I can. Uh, And my surgery prep is the 14th and then surgery on the 15th. So I'll have that perfect window to get it done. After I'm done with the surgery, I'll be working on l- lyrics and melodies and whatnot as best I can. He said I should be able to sing within two months, but I think it's gonna I think it's gonna definitely affect my writing i'm I'm gonna be thinking and uh certainly locking in mentally to all sorts of things going through my head because it changes your outlook on life you know when you're when you hear the C word and it applies to you. You think, okay, no matter what kind it is or how serious it is, it's just it's continually going through your head, like your your own mortality, and um, are you going to be around longer or shorter? You know, all these thoughts go through your head, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it it makes you it puts things in perspective in terms of what's important
0: and what's not, real fast. Sure. It did for me. Um, Well, the uh, working on a new album, that's got to be exciting now. But I I was thinking this because I talked to you a few times before. And, you know, with each album, you're like, this is the best album. And I know you you were sincere. You didn't say that just because this is a new album. It's the best ever. But how do you one-up that last album? That was a great album. How do you one-up that one? Well,
1: I mean, that's... (laughs) a good question. That's a, that's a tough question. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. If there's a plan in place, I don't think there is. I think <laughs> what I do is I go and do what I've always done and just lock myself in my studio. And, um, and if I'm feeling it, great. If I'm not, you know, just move on. In other words, if I, and that happens sometimes, I'll start a song and two hours later, I'm not really feeling it. I'll just put it aside. And I'll start on another song that I am feeling. So I'll do a lot of that. Uh, And I want to do some different things on this album. And, you know, I don't know if the goal is to one-up it, but I think the goal is to make a killer album. And Striper is one of those rare bands. I always say this again, love us or hate us, whatever. I say this humbly, not like, yeah, you know, I think (laughs) we're great. Uh, We're one of those rare bands that, has the ability to keep turning in albums that are that are good. Yeah. That are that are strong enough to hold their own against anything from the past. And they fit right in with our catalog. And I'm not concerned about that. I'm just not
0: at all. And that's good. That, I mean there's no pressure. You just do what you do and uh you have a good time, right? Exactly. Um,
1: that's right and you know
0: obviously a lot of thought and prayer goes into it uh and
1: meditating on that and uh i'll be breaking out my thesaurus and my rhyming
0: dictionary and all that good stuff yeah that helps uh what about you know sometimes you know different bands have special guests and i was thinking about this now you know i talked to uh john schlitt a few months back you know of course one of the greatest of all time, Christian yeah. rocks. And uh, I actually had a dream about this. Maybe one day y'all can do some kind of project or something. Hey, I, I've been, I don't know. That just kind of stuck out in my mind. That, that would be really cool. That could work. I mean, I love John. I, I,
1: went and I got to spend some time with him and get to know him in South America. We did a little run together, him and I. And uh, what a great guy. I love him, man. He is awesome. And it would be an honor. To be able to do something with John, and maybe that'll happen, but it's got to happen quick because we're not getting any younger, you know.
0: Hey, John. <laughs> John, I have to email him or so. Hey, uh well, you know, and speaking of like Petra's, they've been around you know fifty years or so, and, and the thing mm-hmm. is, do you do you see that for Striper? I mean, do you, do you see Striper like a as a Rolling Stones kind of, you know, Ringo still around after all these years? I mean, you may I'm have just. Why
1: not? I mean, Lord willing, if we're all
0: alive and breathing and
1: still able to perform and and sing, absolutely. I don't see why not. I mean, here we are celebrating our 40 year anniversary next year. Uh, Yellow and Black came out in 84, 2024, 40 years. Um, So we're, we're getting close. We're getting there. You know, 40 years is a big, big deal.
0: That's it's a, a really long cool.
1: time to be around and, and almost with the entire original lineup, we have obviously Perry on bass, Perry Richardson, formerly a firehouse, but we've got Oz, Rob and myself. So we're doing pretty good. Comparatively speaking, if you, if you look at other bands, there's bands out there that don't have one original member. Right. And that's something that's hard for me to wrap my head around. Uh, I get that people want to just hear the music and drink a beer and, and enjoy the past. But that's just weird. That's really weird. I've gone and seen is, is some of those bands. I don't have to mention names, but where there's no original members and they're up there calling themselves that name, that famous legendary band. And you're just kind of thinking, I'm thinking, like, this sounds really good, but this is something's wrong with this picture. Something's right. not right with that.
0: So, should like, they put, change their name to like, the, the, like tribute so-and-so tribute man and that yeah. way it cover something.
1: <laughs> something i mean it just doesn't seem right to me and it, it, and it almost feels like a lot of the audience members don't even know because some of these bands i was in the band briefly boston yeah. and i consider boston as a faceless band yeah so in other words you don't really know what they look like most people don't know right but they know what they sound like uh, Striper is kind of maybe an opposite. Most people know what Striper looks like; they might not know what they sound like. Right. Um, so those faceless bands—I uh, don't think people in the audience, half of the people, even
0: know if it's the original guys or not. And that's How why they're doing, right? And that's why they're doing it because if they don't care, they're making the money. They don't <laughs> care. People are buying they, the tickets and they coming. Don't so. care. What does it matter what, what I
1: say? Uh, I'm just telling you my opinion. When I go to when I go to a show and I see these bands and I'm standing in the audience as a big fan of that band, sure. it's weird to me. It is. It really is. It's bizarre. It makes me feel like, this is so strange. Gosh, they sound amazing. But that's not that band.
0: Right. And like you said, a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. What do you think about, you know, this day and age with the technology of the AI and the stuff like that, you know, I know on the Beatles, they didn't really do AI for John Lennon's voice. They kind of took it, they you know layered it and mo- removed it from the you know, the muffled sound. So they didn't really. Uh, but you know, would that be weird if somebody one day did some bands like Boston or Journey or something in the year twenty seventy, and it was and it was weird? Is that weird I mean, to me? That's weird. That's really uh, to weird. me.
1: To me, it's not. Depending upon how it's done. If it's done by the bands themselves, yeah, that's different. But if it becomes a bootleg, uh, you know, and everybody's just stealing and releasing stuff in an illegal fashion,
0: yeah,
1: that that's wrong. That is yeah. that's far worse than weird. And there should yeah. be laws against it. They should go after people and arrest them for doing it. It, it. They should not be allowed to do it. And I think that's the problem with technology in, in many ways it's advanced us. But in other ways, it's brought us backwards. Yeah, uh, and it, it literally is is hurting us, especially the music industry and musicians in particular. It's it's gonna it's gonna be the end of us because it's there's gonna come a time when you don't even need a person on stage to play guitar. I know. you, got, you have like a the- hologram up there, and it's all AI and the voice and and,
0: and selling out arenas. Right. It's. And I think it, it's about. Well, it's about the appreciation, I think, of the artists. Like, like say, I'm, I'm thinking about you and Striper, right? And I'm sitting back thinking these guys work hard. They go to the recording uh, room and they, they're doing all these, you know, parts. And it takes them a while. to write writing these songs. It's a big deal. You're talking to each other. You're alive. And AI is just some mashup button. It does it for you. There's no life in there. So it's like, it's like a painting as opposed to a real person. You know, I could be talking to a painting of you right now, but... It's not going to be good, hundred
1: percent. everything AI I've heard with singers, uh, I think it, I think it sucks. I think it's terrible. It's
0: not, it's not what people think. Yeah,
1: it it's awful. I mean, I, I hear, I hear it immediately. Like someone played me a Steve Perry one, and I'm like, oh, please, that doesn't sound anything like Steve Perry. It sound, it sounds like him in terms of tone, but yeah. there's no emotion, no life whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Um, how silly. Well, speaking of Steve Perry, now I know you're a big Steve Perry fan. What did you think about the Steve Perry Dolly Parton open arms? Have you heard that?
1: I have not. And when we're finished, I will go listen to it. What do you think of it? Is it good?
0: Well, I did a video about it. Now, I had a lot of people say, This is terrible. And, but what's bad is kind of like how they go on your page a lot of times. You suck. They went to his page, it's like, This sucks. I'm thinking Steve, he don't really get on the internet, but I'm thinking. If somebody told him, say, "Hey, Steve, they think you suck with with Dolly," you know, I'm thinking that's not kind of nice. But I think people are expecting to hear him. 1981, Steve Perry, escape, and he's not that guy anymore. No. But the song sounds great, man. Yeah.
1: Right? It's really weird. I wonder how many of those people that are so rude and apparently were never taught any manners growing up can go on these Facebook pages and say what they say. And I wonder how many of those people would go up to Steve Perry's face and tell him this sucks. Right. It's so bizarre.
0: It's, it's messed up. I mean, it's just weird.
1: The times that we live in, but yet everything's about being politically correct and nice to one another. That's
0: what I mean. It's, it's a complete joke. It's not, you know, it's easy for somebody to sit there and just write, you know, type something and be, but like you said, it's a different world that, that, yeah, I, I guarantee you, they wouldn't say that to Steve, that'd be falling out if Steve Perry walked by, you know, but. They wouldn't <laughs> say it. It's all, oh, we
1: love you, Steve. And then on his Facebook page later that night, <laughs> yeah.
0: you yeah. suck. You suck. Well, you know, and I know some people, they say, that's not my favorite. It's not my cup of tea. They say, uh, but because of dolly now dolly she's a country singer she got caught up in that whole uh, rock and roll hall of fame they kind of forced her and, right. and as a nice lady she goes okay i'll yeah. do a rock album so she does and then people are critical you're not rock she never said she would she's just trying to you know yeah and uh but that song she does is is really good my dad who's critical on a lot of stuff he liked it and yeah. uh it's her voice is great she's pushing 80 yeah. Steve is 74, 75, So I'm just saying, go listen to it. You'll so, think you'll like it.
1: I will, man. And I give Dolly a pass. She's a legend. Um Dolly can do whatever she wants to do. And and she seems everything I've seen and read from her, she literally seems like one of the sweetest people ever to live, right? She really sure. does. Really, really a sweetheart and a, an incredible talent, a legend, a true living legend. Like sure. for real. So I give her a pass. If she wants to do a rock record or a jazz record, I think it's awesome. Now, some of these other guys who are trying to be country and they're <laughs> rock or they're yeah. country trying to be rock, it's like, please stop.
0: Please, it, It's not country anymore. Once Ugh. you pass that line, it's like. Oh my Did gosh, but didn't...
1: the the only thing that'll stop it is record sales, so it's up to the people to stop it, but the people don't stop it, because apparently they like it, they, they like this, some of this stuff, when you're listening to it, I'm, I'm listening and watching, I'm just thinking, man, I grew up on classic country, and I miss it, I really miss classic country, that's yep. when it was, country was at its best, right. in my opinion, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, right. Uh and then it just slowly started going downhill. Now I, I can't even hardly listen to it. Occasionally there's a song that comes out that I feel like, okay, that's actually a really good song. and That's actually a really good singer. But man, most of it is like,
0: <laughs> it's just not good, man. I know. Um, Here's a random thought. Did you ever finish like a striper album years back and you played it for your family or, or friends or something? And maybe they went on a, you went on a little road trip, and you played. Did you play the whole album and force them to listen to it, or did or did they like it?
1: <laughs> you know, I remember back in the old days, it, always being excited about everyone hearing the album after it was done. It, I don't know if it was a matter of it didn't ever feel forced. It, it, it's like I'd play it for the family, or play it for my wife or my kids, or you know, uh, and maybe maybe they're just being nice and, and suffering through it as they <laughs> sure. listen. Right. I don't know, but it's never felt forced. But yeah, I get excited when I make an album, whether it's Stripe or Solo or any other projects, I get excited about playing it for people and listening to it myself for maybe a week afterwards. And then I never listen to it again. Like right. literally 20, 25, 30, 35 years can pass. And I will wow. never listen to that album from start to finish,
0: which is weird, right? Yeah. Wow. So, so you don't like go back and listen to your, like your last album, just randomly and go wow, but you expect us to? Do- no, I'm hey, and I do. I love it, man. Hey, I'll listen to that thing you know five times in a row. I'm just saying it. It's good stuff. Um, but that's what that's it's all awesome. about. You know, it's it's kind of like if you're working, you know, at a restaurant, you, you don't want to eat the food all the time, but you'll serve it to everybody, right? <laughs> that's the thing, and I mean, I, I I
1: appreciate it when I do hear like if we're doing a listening party or we're. We're doing a meet and greet and they put the final battle on or even the devil believes or whatever. And I'll go, oh, my gosh. Wow. I haven't heard this in a while. Oh, yeah. I remember that song. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that song. You know, when I do listen to it, I enjoy it. I'm like, oh, man, it's a good album. Right. I just did a listening party with Murder by Pride and I forgot how cool of an album that was. Yeah, It's not everybody's favorite, but it's got some really good moments on it. And uh, I forgot about those moments until I just recently... Revisited that album,
0: and yeah, that's why you need to go back. That's I think that's why a lot of people like older music, from, like say the eighties, is because it uh, takes them back to their childhood or the teenage yeah. years, and yeah. it's kind of has a dual kind of thing going on. Um, oh yeah, so it no, works out. out. Um, but yeah, uh, I was gonna ask you. Uh, oh yeah, um, when you're doing these songs like solo, I know you got a show coming up Friday. What? How do you know what to do? Do you, you have it? But you already had a pre-arranged set list. Is there something you throw out that people are shocked to hear and they go, "Can't believe he played that"?
1: Not really, because it's it's all about trying to mix things up at the same time doing stuff that we're comfortable doing. Okay, you know, there are some songs that we can't pull off because there's not enough people in the band or enough parts or enough this or that, or some songs that are a little uh, difficult because of range and maybe you're not in your 100 percent singing voice that week you know so a lot of th- factors go into that uh i know at this show coming up uh there's definitely some striper songs some boston songs mm-hmm. uh some solo songs some christmas songs so it's awesome. a mix it's a mix of everything and it's a pretty good set i think it's 16 or 17 songs you don't want to bore people i it's kind of up and down a little bit of a roller coaster ride and terms of stylistically
0: speaking. Uh it's gonna be fun though. It'll be cool. Well you were talking about Boring some I don't I don't see somebody sleeping at a Michael Sweet or a striper. You know (laughs) I don't know man. I mean (laughs) I don't think so. I mean how probably not
1: probably not but you never know. It's funny because when I was with Boston, I'll never forget it. I used to witness this every night and it was hilarious. Uh we would play rock and roll band peace of mind all those hits and people would be yeah singing along and then we say all right we're going to do something from uh corporate america this one's called this song obviously a song that nobody knew and literally the place would empty out to go get beer and to go pee (laughs) and we'd be playing the song to to half capacity or less then we break into more than a feeling and boom the exactly. place it was hilarious man oh my gosh
0: That is funny but i mean you know i guess they they come to hear the hits i think that's why a lot of the bands just play hits on the you know when when they're on the road cuz that's what the people want to hear you know they don't want to hear some song they don't know about Oh yeah absolutely Well i know you you've got you're talking about your solo stuff, uh, you you got a new album there uh, coming out. You said that was different. You got some other projects I know probably going to be working on. it. What is there some other stuff that you can talk about coming up in the near future? We have, uh, we just turned in literally today
1: to the label, a new Sunbomb album with Tracy Guns. Awesome. Uh, and that's, it's really cool. It's a little more straight ahead compared to the first one. The first one they had a lot of chord changes and kind of uh, almost like four or five songs within a song. Yeah. This is more. This is more straight ahead, uh, and I think it's cool. It's some more hooks uh, vocally in terms of the melodies and stuff, trying to drive things home and more memorable. I think uh, I'm excited about it. I think it's a really great follow up, perfect follow up, as strong or stronger than the first. Um, working on an iconic album right now turning the music for that Alessandro's doing some things with the melodies and uh, vocals he and Nathan are working on that that'll be finished probably by January February awesome. that'll come out next year Sun Bomb next year, Striper it, it, we start on a new album in January that'll come out next year we have an acoustic album it's already done cool. that's coming out next year as well
0: awesome, so there's a lot of stuff going on well, oh.
1: there, there's there's four albums that I'm a part of that are coming out next year, and then the following year I got my inspirational album. Right. I would guess probably another Soul Driver album by that time, uh, and it definitely um, I've got another album, man, that I'm going to push hard on making sure it gets released, and it, it gets I got to sing the vocals too, but it's with uh, C.J. Grimark, who plays for Narnia, and Rob Rock. One of my favorite guitar players. Yeah, Very talented guy. He wrote all the music. I'm going to write the melodies and the lyrics. It is a killer album. And wait, wait till you hear that. Um, So that'll probably come out in 2025 as well. Uh, So yeah, I'm just going to keep staying busy, man. And I'm thinking maybe I'll slow down a little bit when I hit 65, but probably not.
0: (laughs) I don't see it happening. I don't. I don't see anything stopping you, man. I, the the eyes and the and the you know nodules trying to get you, and you're still going. You're going to be okay. It sounds like you got a lot to keep you busy. Take your mind off all this, whatever. Oh yeah. And you're strong. And I and I I read your stuff all the time. And I mean, on your comments about you don't mind telling the truth, you don't mind being who you are and posting about it. And I know why. And I also know uh, that. You're very thankful for uh what you've you've accomplished, I'm sure, and I know it's a good time of year to be thankful right it
1: is, and I am very thankful and you
0: know I say this lately a
1: lot, but you know I don't say it lightly um I am very grateful for what I do and what I'm allowed to do. People allow me to do it God blesses me to do it and um I never ever want to take that for granted. Uh or complain. Like, oh man, we got to go tour again. Oh, right. wow. Oh, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Right. Um, I don't want to fall into that trap. And I do find myself there sometimes. Like those thoughts going through my head, like, oh gosh, I just want to stay home, you know? Yeah. Right. It's like we get to do this. We get to do what we love, what we were born to do. And and the alternative is we could be do, doing something we hate doing and and be miserable and unhappy and live a life uh, like that. And, you know, I'm very blessed to be able to say that I get to do what I love and it, it never feels like work or a job. So I'm still going. I'm going to keep going until God says you're done. And uh, that's that.
0: Well, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. Well, I, I thank you for talking to me again. I think this is the third time. I th- this is the first time I've face to face though. But uh, but I do appreciate you uh, chatting with me. And I know everybody's going to get right, a, a kick out of this. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Eat a lot of turkey and uh, all that stuff. And uh, it's going to be uh, and I'll be praying for you on the fifteenth. And yeah, uh, sure everybody.
1: 15th. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for your prayers and happy Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas to you and yours and Happy New Year. And yes, uh, it's great things to come for all of us. We just have to believe it and, and take it in. Claim it.
0: Amen. Thanks, man. All right, brother. God bless you, man. God bless you. See you later. See you later. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, to another episode. Uh, if you'd like to check out Michael some more, check out striper.com and, and Michael Sweet dot com uh his social media pages i'm sure you'll find out more updates every day just about he's always got something interesting to say and uh you can keep up with his health and everything uh but be praying for him and uh until next time everybody always remember to keep the music real